Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How would you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset, and that's when you can reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Look, it's summertime. Transfer window is coming up. It's gonna get crazy. So if you ever just wanna, again, take a step back and relax, read the transfer rounds, read the gossip rumors, grab a Coors Light. It'll be perfect companion for all those transfer merry-go-rounds. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Now that it's finally hot in Minnesota, I'm gonna be looking for an easy beer to drink, and Coors Light is perfect for that. It's lagered, it's cold filtered, and it's cold packaged. It's, again, made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies perfect for a moment to unwind and so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get coors light in the new look delivered straight to your door with drizzly or instacart coors brewing company golden colorado and as always celebrate i'm recording now recording sir. A track. i'm recording the track now sir okay you sound like you're from london <laughs> jake you know what to do pre pre so, hey, Jake, pre. first of all, you know, you know, you like who pays better. you. <laughs> you know, who pays uh, well, you. Well, first all of all, us together, we all pay you. <laughs> and as the premier talent on the show, who drives just a ton of revenue for us overall, good luck for that. A ton of revenue. <clears throat> just understand that your future hangs in the balance with what Tens you choose. Tens of cents, you know, really, just driving them all. Look, someone has to do it. This, uh, this is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus-Cheek, and you're listening to the London, London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the Nick and London is Blue podcast. In case you missed it, pre-call, Dan, uh, Nick was feeling pretty pretty confident in his abilities to carry this episode, so maybe you and I just uh, take a hike. Oh, Nick yeah, solo we'll show? let him... Yes. Let him soliloquy for a little bit. You know, I want his Hamlet style address here. You know, <laughs> it's just, just go. No, it's just going to be me going through Discord and responding to people with audio <laughs> wow. after 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 receiving just incredible feedback on my Timo Werner bit from last episode. So um, or Monday's episode, I should say. So, you know, look, come at me, bro. Well, you've God. got a volume of takes, clearly, is what you've got, Mr. Shooter. That's right. Shooter Mr. McGavin. Volume Shooter. 25th anniversary of Happy Gilmore. That that was wild to think that it had been around that long when that was, Adam, that Adam was awesome. Sandler posted that. Loved it. That was great. I, I really did enjoy that. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed whatever uh, Jake threw in pre, pre-pod pre and enjoyed that little tidbit. <laughs> but uh, look, this is a, a rare match review. Uh, our weeks preview. have been so preview. preview. See, I'm, I'm not even PR. there. I was saying because we've had so many midweek matches that we haven't even had time to do these previews. So we had a gap in the old diary and we plugged it. So, yeah, Southampton match preview. There you go. Um, lot to talk about. Uh, a little bit different than normal, but we are going to be talking about the weekend's opposition, Southampton, as we always lead off, breaking them down a little bit. And then we'll flip the script and talk about Chelsea and if Tuchel can continue Chelsea's unbeaten streak and which players will continue to star and which will not under German Gaffer. Um, Three-word match preview. Dan, what happened? 
What, what do you mean? I thought you usually have this long list of yeah, people yeah. knocking at the door to get into your exclusive club. Look, Thursdays are are big work day, uh, so it got lost in in the shuffle here. But you know, is that because you take ours. Fridays off? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I put in about sixteen hours on Thursday, so I can just <laughs> coast on Friday. Let's go. Tempting. Uh, well, anyway, we've got some. We've got some good ones um, from us. You know, maybe Art don't get enough attention from time to time. Uh, so really oversold this. Yeah. My three-word match review is, uh, you know, think about, you know, hassle the Hoff or don't hassle the Hoff. What I'd like Chelsea to do is hass in the hoodle. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my god you're gonna make me quit uh, oh <laughs> this is why we don't do uh, we really gotta get some previews. qas on these three-word match previews all right all right all right nick phone a friend what's yours well mine i think is is better heard from uh from my good friend mr admiral akbar it's a trap it's a trap right. well yeah yeah <laughs> You nailed it. I don't even know why you called him in. It, you're the voice actor. You He's the OG. It. He's the OG, though. Got to pay respects. All right. Well, gift game strong. Uh, I will go with uh, don't blow it because as everyone is talking about Southampton haven't won since they beat Liverpool on the 4th of January. So a uh, real big hole that we might trip in, uh, which would be pretty embarrassing. So, um, But before we get into all that that breakdown, that analysis, we do have some gratitudes. Uh, Patreon continuing to just explode. Really credit, I guess, to Joe Tweeds helping spread the good word of what we have going on there in his weekly newsletter and soon to be his monthly podcast. But we've got Scott, Chris, Abhishek, Owen, who all signed up for an annual membership. And then Claire, Austin, and Kalen, who upgraded from the 3 to $5 tier. Again, that's all it is. We're not fleecing anyone here. And then Kyle, looks like, signed up for a monthly. So thank you to all of you. Um, That's rad. If you haven't gotten your link to Discord, message me. I apologize. I've been trying to keep up, and if I missed you, I'll get you. Dan, five stars. Yeah, we have Apple Podcast Reviews, five stars of the variety that they are. And we have Track23XC, Taterhead15, who doesn't Love like it. a little tater tot Love action that. going on there. And then Owen from Ireland. I'll leave in some wonderful five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. And we did confirm that the crazy five-star review that we got about reading Bible verses and giving recommendations on how to fix your kitchen sink was actually for us. It was someone having a little bit of fun. So we appreciate that. But leave wonderful five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. We give you credit and recognition at the beginning of the next episode. Oh, so so that's another thing now. We You can troll us with a, a five-star sure. review now? Get our attention. Bring it us works. something good. Yeah. Like, I have more respect for that person that they edited and updated their thing and said, <laughs> yes, back. it's for you, you absolute morons. And and look, we're saying it again. Well played. Speaking of a trap, they got it. They got it. Um, I love it. I, I, I love the comment, too. I'm just trolling because it's anonymous. I love the internet. Touche. <laughs> oh, Sick. Uh, Nick, over to you for a little bit of housekeeping. Yeah. So uh, like like we said earlier in the week, uh, if you are new to the Discord, head on over to the merch thread in Discord. It's one of the few threads where I'm not subtweeted regularly um, by, our own, by our own Discord audience. 
uh, where I have delivered some early uh, sneak previews of our merch designs. So if you're if you're interested in that and the, the collection upcoming, uh, that is a, a sneaky preview for you. And then we have a just absurd week coming up. <laughs> like we're we're back with another three episodes next week. We have Southampton match review coming on Monday per usual. We have Atleti on Tuesday in the Champions League, which means Wednesday morning is going to be, uh, you know, out and ready for you. And then another just tasty Matt Law episode. Matt Law on the previous episode, if I may plug, made up his own transfer rumor, uh, which I found to be absolutely delightful. So if you're not listening to the Matt Law episodes, you really got to dive in. He's one of the the most closely connected journalists to the club and uh, has been awesome for us this year. So do that. Yeah. All right. Well, lots going on. Hope you're enjoying it all. Uh, but let's dust off the old cobwebs here and do a match preview, as I'm told we're calling it, uh, after a long hiatus. Uh, so Southampton, to start it off. So far, they've uh, played 23 matches. Mm-hmm. They've won eight of them. They've lost 10 of them. They've scored 31, but they've conceded 39. And yet, out of those eight wins, this is mind-blowing. They've all been clean sheets. Is that true, or do they have some draws? No, that would not be true. Let me confirm. So I think of the... Oh, yeah, they've had... Five draws. So I'm assuming it's kind of mixed in there. So anyways, poor stat sheet from the Premier League's website. I guess I'm going back to who scored. Sorry, team. No, no. FB ref, come on. All right, Dan. Southampton... Insert terrible German joke. Where where do you stand right away on this team? Obviously, uh, pretty attacking, pretty poor defensively. Uh, you never know what you're going to get with this team. Hopefully, we get the team that United faced. Holy smokes. That would be great. If they could field that exact same 11 and mm-hmm, use the same mm-hmm. strategy, that would be wonderful. I, I don't think that happens, but you know we can we can wish. The thing that I would say about the Southampton team is we think back to the beginning of the season – this was one of the teams that was riding an undefeated, unbeaten run for quite some time. It was like, oh my gosh, like Southampton, top four, finish, finally breaking through into like European spots after selling asset after asset after asset every single window. And then they kind of imploded. You know, they've got a, a couple of injuries heading into to this match. You know, uh, Kyle Walker-Peters is going to be out. Uh, Diallo is going to be out. Uh, Theo is going to be out. So, you know, they've got a couple players that are going to be missing for this upcoming match. But in general, this is a side who have not looked in the, any of the matches that they have played recently. And, you know, they could, Wolves have not been a good team that they test against recently. Newcastle, as, as we've seen, not necessarily a great team, as we've seen recently. Uh, and they gave up three to them and also lost 9-0 to United. So just, I mean, Nick, I mean, th- there's nothing here that would tell you that Southampton should come in and look great against us, except the fact that that's what we do to other teams. 100%. Yeah. No, everything's pointing one direction, which means you need to look the other way because... Um, look, I mean, th- this Southampton team are not as bad as they've been playing recently. Uh, I would say they're a comfortably like mid table, eighth, ninth, tenth level team uh, for the most part. I, I think they, if if they were playing someone like Leeds United, I would I would take them uh, on a straight line bet. You know, I think they're just a better, more compact, better tactically formatted team. But 
they have struggled scoring goals recently. Um, and, you know, to Chelsea's credit under Tuchel, we have, uh, we have not been giving up goals. Uh, so, you know, I think if you're, if you're kind of looking for the, the major signs here, I, I think that is, uh, that's not something that I would be pumped about if I was a Southampton fan. Uh, but they do have threats. I mean, there there is no doubt um, that they can they can offer a threat. I think between Shea Adams or Ings or Mina Mino or Ward Prowse, there there are some there are some goals in this team if they can get it right. Let's just hope that they get it right after they play us. I mean, their their current run is horrific right now. We said six in a row, but it's twenty goals against five four. The negative fifteen goal difference in a six match run. Again, it just means nothing's clicking. And then you even go back a few more matches, right? So they beat Liverpool 1-0 on the 4th of January. Exciting. Great. But before that, they drew West Ham, which actually, in hindsight, is probably a decent result. They drew Fulham on Boxing Day. They lost to City, drew Arsenal, beat Sheffield United. Like, this bad run really does stretch back to mid-December, I would say. I mean, because that's when they got done you know, putting up some points, but I just go back and we're talking like November. This team really hasn't been on a run since November, which makes me kind of hope that it's not just a blip for them, right? That there's like actually some like full on implosion happening. And I say, I hope because I obviously want this to be the easiest possible test for Chelsea. We're going into hell week, right? We're going into champions league, split with United. That is not something that we want to go into. And even Everton, you throw in there in Leeds. Like, this is not something we want to go into with bruises or bumps. I want yeah. to just bury them after 30 minutes and go home. You're telling me they have a negative 15 goal difference the last six matches. You're telling me they have three decently significant injuries. And you're telling me that their form is absolutely shocking. Like, it just seems like everything is going for Chelsea on this one. Um, but Just, then you think they still have threats, especially yeah. with James Ward Prowse on set pieces. Everyone's going to look at the nine nil as the, of course, the ridiculous scoreline that stands out. And like, look, I would just wipe that away in your brain. Like they're not as bad as nine nil. Okay. I know that's happened to them a couple of times in two seasons. Like, don't, don't worry about that. Remember they drew us three, three back in September. They can score goals. This is not a, a pushover team. The, if I'm a Southampton fan, the scoreline that really aggravates me is giving up three goals to Newcastle, who barely want to play football. That's that's horrible. That's a really bad scoreline. The nine nil is whatever. Like you're down to ten men in the first minute. Like what what do you expect's going to happen in Premier League? Like th that's crazy. But I think that that is the that's the 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 kind of trend there is like Newcastle and Wolves. Uh, those are two teams you you don't really want to. Uh, lose to so uh, hopefully Dan I, I'm I am hopeful that we get through this uh, e easily uh, we kind of coast through it and that we don't pick up any injuries yeah I mean that, that's probably the other big thing to keep in mind is some of this squad will have a very tight turnaround time to recover for the midweek match versus Atletico and it's probably the biggest concern I have is yeah being of two minds you know we obviously have a, a goal to achieve in the Premier League this season but we also have a, a match that is going to be played at uh, not the home location for Atletico Madrid. And that's going to give us an opportunity to you know take away what 
maybe, you know, obviously home field advantage is a little different now than it has been when fans are in the stand, Brandon. But like, you know, we are going to, you know, have Atletico on neutral turf in our home turf in this leg. And anything is possible in that regard. So I just wonder if we're going to be a little bit of two minds here and get caught up in too much rotation, not enough rotation. And it puts us in a position where, you know, we we just we're looking ahead and trying to coast versus trying to just go lock this one up early and then get people the rest that they need. I don't know. I mean, there's pressure in the league, you know, we're 24 matches played 42 points in fourth place. We you know, we're back in top four. This is not when you want to let it slide because you have West Ham in fifth on 42 points and Liverpool sixth who suck on 40 points. And if you play Everton after United, right, they're on 37 points. So they're within five points and have a game in hand. So it's it's all super tight. You know, it, I mean, if I were Tuchel, though, I would just be focused on the league. You're not winning the Champions League this year. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of your just, thought, right? Yeah. The Champions yeah, League is bonus. It's a bonus thing. If you if you can somehow eke out a weird result on Tuesday and like it's go not through the remit. next round, yeah, it, the league finishing in the top four has to happen. The FA Cup, maybe. Yeah, like he's not going to get sacked over getting knocked out by Atletico. He's going to get sacked by not you know staying in the top four at the end of the season. So uh, I kind of see it, you know. But look, let's not act like he's not a competitor. Let's not act like he's not going to want to go for everything. And expect his team to deliver, even if he does make seven changes. So um, let's go ahead and flip the script over to Chelsea. We're going to take a real quick break. Appreciate these sponsors for financially supporting the show. Um, we'll be right back. Chelsea time. All right. So again, coming back to our side, Dan, you didn't get three word match reviews, but you did get questions from discord. So I guess not all is lost for you. Yeah. After you've dragged me and slated me and tarred and feathered I'm going to get, I'm going to get tweeted out again. It's great. Yeah, you are, but that's okay. I mean, you, you've dug your own grave. Uh, anyway, uh, we did get some wonderful comments from, uh, Kweave99, Gpageo8, King Conte, mostly around like who, where are we going to go? Who's going to start? You know, will Chile get a start? Reese James, uh, Ziesh, Zuma. Um, the one question which we can answer very easily from Kate, which the has Emma Hayes grown tired of all the Barclay Manager of the Month awards, which is in reference to a particularly <laughs> unhappy looking photo where so she's being funny. forced to hold up another one of these square shaped blocks they look like the they look like a bigger version of those blocks that babies play with like to actually like nail the shapes and get it into a container can we redesign that trophy please come on it's a bad looking trophy Uh, but anyway there was a photo of her after winning another manager of the month award uh, this past month and uh, she didn't look too happy about it <laughs> she's like can i just get on with this please uh so i think she has gotten tired with it nick I, I, and you might agree yeah. disagree i don't think she gets tired of winning dan thanks but anyway the real question brandon we should just get into the, the 11s because really everyone wants to know who's gonna start you know who's uh who's total uh swiping left or right on here into his starting 11 what's what's the answer gonna be i really hope by the way that's how he does it He's got a roster on his an iPad. Ziesh, I'm going to Tinder this. Yes, no. I mean, does he get a super like in there too? What's going on with this? Um, lineup time. Look, I mean, before, before we get into the, the, the juice of that, right, Dan? This is before the presser on Friday, right? So we're kind of sticking our necks out there a little bit. We're making some assumptions. We're not really sure about Tiago Silva. 
Angola Conte, you know, uh, we don't really, I think we don't really know the extent of Tammy's injury, even at this point, or they'll say something, but you know, he might give something away. So disclaimers being made. I mean, we're in a good run, right? They're, they're, at, with, we've beaten what's in front of us. It hasn't been great, right? Wolves draw, beat Burnley, beat Tottenham, not great. Uh, beat Sheffield, crushed Barnsley in a super convincing FA Cup win that wasn't concerning at all. Uh, beat up on Newcastle. Now we have Southampton, who are in a poor run. It's been a friendly run for Tuchel, um, but he has to go out and continue to do the business and pick up the quote-unquote easy points, Nick. And I think he he can make a few subs without really skipping a beat, but with Tammy's injury and some things, a couple of his decisions might be forced upon him. Yeah, I I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of change to this game, especially after a a week's rest. Um, players got a couple days off. You know, we're we're playing Saturday after playing Monday, so you know it's about the most time that we've had all year to prepare for a match. Um, so I would be looking for um, a starting eleven that would include Mendy back, um, as he is the quote unquote number one at the club. Uh, as P. Christensen, Rudiger. Uh, back three, I think it still might be a little too early for Silva. Uh, Chili B getting the getting the nod over Alonso, who I think might play against Atleti. Uh, Kovacic, Jorginho, midfield. Uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi on the right. Uh, wingback role. And then Timo, Giroud, and Mount. Uh, and I think Mount will play a, a, a 10 with Timo and Giroud kind of up top. Get him, Dan. Get him. Well... I don't think you mess a whole lot with a lineup that is overperforming expected goals, which is crazy because we've talked about how, uh, you know, the the shot conversion might be a a question mark or something to still solve. But in the games that, you know, excluding Barnsley, because the um, uh, that one doesn't have it, you know, the FA Cup games don't have the XG included with it. But, you know, we we've scored seven in the league the projection would be 7.8. So um, we're actually a little behind our <clears throat> goals that we are scoring, but actually we are ahead in terms of goals that are being allowed because the XG would tell you that we should have conceded two goals across all the games that Tuchel has been in charge for, yet we have only conceded one to one Antonio Rudiger. <laughs> so, I mean, if the aim broke... You know, as much as we might have question marks around, um, you know, what can happen, I, I think this will maybe be the first time we see what happens when Jorginho gets pressed for a whole game, when there's a little bit more disruption in the channels there. That's that's going to force us to move a little bit quicker, play a little bit faster, not get maybe get as much time on it. And I think that will maybe be the biggest question that this Chelsea side has to answer. But yeah, I, I think you go with Mendy between the sticks, the... Aspi, fingers crossed, Silva's healthy in the back. Rudiger seems like he's going to be a mainstay now. You go with the Kalmuts and Adoy, Kovacic, Jorginho, Alonso, and then the Mount Timo Giroux up top to to get it all squared away. So, look, I, I, I don't think you mess around with it too much, you know, and you just try to figure out how you hopefully can get ahead early and maybe get some of these people uh, an early rest thinking about what happens in the middle of the week. I think I, I'm putting... A little bit of focus on that. Uh, I don't know, right? Like, Tuco seems to be pretty straight and narrow with what he's been doing. Mendy, for sure, right? Asby, Christensen, Rudiker, by default. 
until Silva's back. I just think it'll be one match too early for him. Or you just save him. Give him a couple extra days to get ready for Atletico. Because I, I, I would just rather have Silva 100% for Atletico than against, uh, for now, poor, what I would say is poor kind of uh, Southampton. Um, and then, again, I kind of kept it the same where I said, Callum Hudson-Odoi, right wing back. You play your hot hand there. Uh, Kova Jorginho, Alonzo is my left wing back. And then you got Mount. I think Timo Werner plays down the middle and Pulisic comes in. And again, Ooh. I think that's where the rotation comes in. It's like, think I had to Champions League. I, I swear we better have N'Golo Kante in our midfield. I don't care if it's a two or a three in the middle. If we don't have N'Golo Kante against freaking Atletico <laughs> Madrid, like we are in trouble. So, that's kind of my thinking behind here, but I think the back line because of injuries forces the decisions. Um, and I think since Atletico is away on a neutral site, like Dan said, you can go more defensive there with maybe a Reese James and at right back, maybe even at Emerson, if you really want to just lock it down. So anyways, that was kind of how I was thinking like with an eye towards Atletico Madrid with this squad, especially they're so inexperienced in the champions league overall. Um, so, Moving on to Southampton well, well, player. Should we talk about who doesn't get in? So Ziesh doesn't make it in yeah. right yeah. to any of our starting lineups. Yeah. You you know, Kai but, Havertz is back in training, so probably yeah. too early for him as well. Um I mean Tammy makes sense because it's an injury related situation. Well, obviously he said N'Golo Kante too, you know. N'Golo Kante, and then uh, you know, Brandon is the only one putting Christian into the starting lineup. So like just I mean, so those are still like big situations of certain players not being featured in, in a starting lineup that in most clubs in the Premier League would probably be starters. Correct. We are blessed. But this formation and style is gonna change. I'm really worried about Ziyech. I even asked Matt Law about it too. Go back and listen to that one. I won't spend much time here, but I think didn't we put out the graphic? The uh, or is that maybe that's tomorrow? Like the no Ziyech one. It's it. He's the one that that worries worries me. He did put out a photo. He was enjoying playing Call of Duty on his PS5, PlayStation. Man. PS5. I, I forgot what number we we're on. So I appreciate you, Dan. All right, gotcha. now we can go. Over to the Southampton player who we are most worried about. Dan, continue to save the day. Oh, of course, Brandon. Uh, trying to build me up uh, so that the people will get off your back for Material. just absolutely raking me through the coals for the first uh, 30 minutes of this podcast. Yeah. But um, look, uh, Danny Ings, I think, has to be the number one danger man when you think about this, uh, the Southampton side. So, yeah, he, he would be the one that I am most concerned about and you know he's the one most likely to score uh he'll get the penalty opportunity i mean they've only gotten two penalties this season out of 23 matches so i i'm hoping i didn't speak something into existence which most likely will now happen but uh nick uh, i think you maybe have one that is more about uh, taking advantage of lack of height in situations yeah mine is uh around minamino um he is a liverpool loney uh and Scored a, a banger of a goal um, in their loss to Southampton, or lost to Newcastle, I should say, for Southampton. Um, yeah, I think he's going to play up top with things. I, I, have a, I have a feeling that it's going to be him over Che Adams, and uh, he's quick and technical. Uh, we played a, played him a little bit when he was at Liverpool, but um, yeah, I think he's a, a danger man for sure. I hate goal scorers, but I'm more <laughs> worried about the assister. 
Dan, when it comes to threats, he's smirking and laughing at me as if what I said was stupid. Like, you're always worried about who's going to score against you when we do the opposition preview. It makes sense. But I'm going with the assistor in this situation. James Ward-Prowse is a phenomenal free kick taker. Puts it on an absolute plate. He's the one that concerns me. We've done pretty well at not only defending the free kicks, but not really giving them up. But again, that just... What he's been able to do to us in the past and a lot of other teams, he's just he's a threat either directly or providing assists. So anytime he's on the pitch, uh, I just get concerned that we're going to give him just an easy opportunity uh, to to damage us. So, um, you know, same thing, even in the open run of play, it's not just free kicks. He'll be looking for Ings and Minamino uh, trying to hit him early, especially if you assume they're they're bunkered in, looking to hit just a long ball, spring him and catch us on the break. I think he's going to be really pivotal to that. So um, f- over to three reasons why we start obviously with the positive in case you forgot uh, with why Chelsea will win. So each of us have chosen one reason why Chelsea will win. And I kept it simple. Southampton suck. <laughs> the the inside analysis. analysis is overwhelming for some of you. So let me break it down a little bit. Southampton are really bad right now. <laughs> Therefore, we should win. <laughs> come come for the banter. Stay for the in-depth analysis. Shocking. Oh. I will uh I'll follow you up. I, I think Chelsea will win because defensively we've we've looked pretty solid. Uh and Southampton have struggled to score goals. So I think that is a that's a matchup that is in our favor. And uh yep. That's what I'm Boring. Go yep. Dan, what about what about you? I had to pick on you at least once. Otherwise, the Dan Brigade is going to yeah. be all up in uh, arms. The Dan, the Dan stands. Um, anyway, uh, I think <laughs> Someone's the, the thought Tuchel about that time way too much. <laughs> 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 the, uh, I think Tuchel time. Um, look, you know, we 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 are limiting high quality shots um, and shots on target in matches, and we are uh, finding our ways to at least start shooting more. Um, so if that trend continues. Under his management, we will find good success. I think maybe the if you want to break it down, uh, he got Timo Werner in, in you know in position to score a goal. So that hopefully is going to lead to Timo Werner scoring many goals in succession here. So uh, that is the maybe the end output of the positive management are just one really good example of it. Was that a circle? Did you start and end with Tuchel time? Time time is a flat circle. All right. Anyways, he's gonna do that thing he does again. Uh, I'm saving you listeners, I promise you. Yeah. So anyways, why we three reasons why we think Chelsea could drop points, either by losing or drawing. Um, since my first analysis was so well-received, <laughs> let me double down. It's their time after six losses in a row. They're going to finally show up, and it was us who were looking ahead at Letico. I, I don't believe this, but I could see it. You know, it's Sometimes as a manager, you got to just shake points out of your team and just you know get them to do something different i know awesome rules is a system and a process and sometimes you just got a good old-fashioned yell at someone make them do the work get down to it and um look if they sit back and play deep they're going to be hard to break down yeah i i would i think they're the way that they they set up typically is like a four two 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 um <laughs> where they kind of yeah. have yeah it's like a a couple of wide players two in midfield and then you know two forwards so I think just watching out for the midfield is going to be really crucial. Um, when we played them last time, we, we played in a 4-3-3. Timo was up top, and 
you know, kind of ran right in the first half, but then they started to contain the midfield. They started to um, kind of pivot on, on our midfield in that game. And we were kind of lucky to get out with a draw because I think they played a hell of a lot better in the second half uh, than we did. So just, just kind of keeping in mind the midfield, Dan, I, I think it's going to be a big key for this. And Ward Prowse and probably Romeo, I, I would guess, are going to be there too in the midfield. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, Romeo is just going to go around as a destroyer and try and stop people. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the the thing that concerns me is us losing the focus of in the moment. You know, we've got, you know, a lot of games coming up in, in short succession. And we say that, I think, more often than not. But when you have a Champions League match against Atletico Madrid, maybe it looms a little bit larger. And then when you have United <laughs> uh, the, in the Premier League, the match after that, maybe that looms a little bit larger. And so the squad management rotation might be taking a bit of a bigger precedent in the conversation when we think about just, you know, again, there's a finite number of players, there's a finite number of minutes and availability, and that might be playing into this conversation a little bit more than the last match. So just hopefully they find the right balance. We don't lose focus on this uh, because look, Southampton have not had a game where they have had less possession than, you know, on the ball than the other team since they won versus Liverpool where they had like 30% or 32% possession every other match. They have, you know, uh, and all these have been losses are, uh, have been, they have had 50, 52, 53, 54, 55. So they've been back and forth games, even though they haven't maybe had the best results in these. Uh, and they scored in the last couple games too, right? They broke a two, they had two games before that where they hadn't scored at all. You know, the one, no loss to Villa, the nine, no loss to United, they scored two versus Newcastle. They put one past Wolves. Um, Wolves is a, a stingy side, so putting one past them is, is you know we 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 did not put one uh, one past them in that uh, you know it's it's hard to do. So I think that that that's going to just have to be how we go after it is try to score a lot, try to make sure that we have just a little bit more of the ball that they do, and uh, not lose focus. I mean, lot lot to kind of splice each way, but I think we're all for the most part feeling pretty confident about where we are in a form, where they are in form, where we are in the table, where they are in the table, their injuries, our injuries, I would say, are much less significant. Um, But it'll be great to obviously see former blue Oreo Romeo, and it'll be even better to see former blue and Champions League winner Ryan Bertrand. Um, One... uh one quick note, Aspi is one away, one booking away from uh, suspension. So just and, and heads up on that one. So, yeah, we would not want him to miss Manchester United. We would not. Uh, Correct. How, who else is going to get headlocked by Harry Maguire for not a penalty again, you know? And Harry will complain it was a foul on him. By the way, uh, for those who have searched Harry Maguire pointing at things uh, since we last... Since we last uh, brought that up, a ton of people have been tweeting at Brandon. Uh, hey, have you seen this? Hey, look at this. Harry Maguire's pointing at another thing over there. It's great. It was, it was, it was better than I expected. The classier so. thing is you should have just said you're welcome and then moved on. <laughs> just mwah, chef's kiss. You know, right. Look, uh, not everybody goes into uh, you know Stanford Bridge and uh, gets ten shots on target. You know, I'm, I'm just re- I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the Harry Maguire bullshit press conference. Uh, 
They they won in the Europa League, so mighty, mighty Red Devils there. Uh, Score predictions to wrap this one up. I've got one to four up the Chelsea. I think they'll get their goal, but we're going to run out big winners. Nick and Dan, if we combined your goals for Chelsea, you would (laughs) finally match me, you weak, scaredy cats. So, Dan? Uh, I think it's a one-two Chelsea victory. Um, Southampton... You know, uh, maybe through Danny Ings, maybe through uh, the the you know free kick situation, find a goal. Um, you know, it feels like we, we we can't be that good that long. I think the concentration just you know will slip a little bit. Um, but I think Timo Werner will get another goal. That's my other kind of prediction on top of that. Mister wow. Volume Shooter, <laughs> Nick. Big time, big time volume shooter. Can't be a volume shooter. Have to convert. Uh, I'm going two nil. To the Chelsea, another clean sheet. Uh, Mendy in goal, so feeling pretty good about that. And look, do I, I have think, to clarify that it's an own goal then? <laughs> the goal that we're conceding in my score. <laughs> yeah, you basically, you basically do. Yeah, um, my my guess on scorers will be Mason Mount and Callum Hudson Doy. That's my score. All right. Well, hey, look, let us know what you think for a lineup. Let us know what you think of a score prediction. Are Chelsea going to win this one or are we going to drop points? It's literally set. It's funny listening to the, the Chelsea fan cast in Stanford Chidge. They are so jaded by all of the mixed results over the years. They have no confidence going into this one because they've seen it all before. Uh, but we love Chidge and JK and Silves is on the last one. Um, we sure We sure hope that they get excited for this one. But that's going to wrap us up. Uh, welcome back match previews hope you enjoyed it Um, jump on the bandwagon join patreon tweet at us comment on instagram we'd love to keep the conversation going but that's gonna wrap us up for this and so until next time chelsea fans you know what to do keep the blue flag flying high